Hey, get in here. Hey, you. No, get in our room. Yeah, you, come here. Come on, come on, come in. Come on, get in our room. Welcome to another episode of Get in Our Room. That's Kristen. And she's Bobby. And this time I started the stream and the recording. Round two. This is a great time to mention how I've improved my audio this week, hopefully, because last week <laughs> I am aware how trash the audio was. Um, I changed some settings on my mic in OBS and I got a boom and I'm really trying here for golden glory. We did some testing. We're also using Discord now, so I'm hoping that the stream and the footage is also better. This week's episode is Good Book, Terrible Review. Um, I'm pretty excited for it because we have a lot of fun during these. Yes, I love the I've hurt my own feelings. Also, if you don't like our audio um, or anything about this, you should definitely leave a review. <laughs> you should like, subscribe, share to other people to let them know how trash the audio is and um, review. Leave, leave a nice long review. Definitely. Paragraphs, bullet points. Definitely. No thing else how you feel. Yep. All of the feelings. Because there's no such thing as Even bad if you liked it, you should, leave, you should leave a review. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That too. Definitely do that. Give us five stars on Spotify and then on Apple Podcast and then a thumbs up on YouTube. That'd be great. We'd really appreciate that. That's your homework before the before the stream ends. Like us on every single platform. <laughs> so Chris and I just had a 20 minute conversation starting this week's episode. <laughs> and then I realized that because we were so worried about getting our discord and our mic and everything, I forgot to hit stream and record. So we're back again to repeat the first part of this conversation. <laughs> Which is We've never rehearsed before. This will be fun. <laughs> I don't like rehearsing. I like just the the absolute chaotic banter that happens. Love it. My coffee See if we can harness it again. Yeah, my coffee is finally kicking in though, so I'm feeling awfully relaxed. So <laughs> Thank, thank that goodness is for that. not the effect coffee has on me. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's having it on me this morning because I need a... Oh, I don't know what I need. <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump into our main topic of our books that we're going to read these reviews about and give some of our thoughts on how they're wrong or just hilarious um Kristen was supposed to take a break from reading last week did you did you achieve that Kristen did you not read I did take a break from reading this week <laughs> just kidding I said in a sing-songy voice um I actually read four books this week uh <laughs> great job taking a break I guess, that's, I guess that's the opposite of a break I went harder <laughs> Uh, okay, but in my defense, I had a four-hour flight each way. That's like eight hours. So yeah, that's a whole book by itself normally. And sitting in the airport because you know I have yep. anxiety and got there ungodly early. Always. Actually, on my flight home, I misjudged. I miscalculated the time, and I only left myself an hour to leave the hotel, return the rental car, and get to the gate. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrifying to me. That's like my worst uh, nightmare. Yeah, I royally fucked up. And all of a sudden I looked down at my phone and I was like, 
40 in 45 minutes what <laughs> yeah i uh i would yeah. have so much anxiety that my i would have like a very bubbly tummy <laughs> i uh i was not the most polite in getting through because you have to ride a shuttle back to the airport oh so everybody's like loading on and i'm like it's like a completely full thing and i'm like oh excuse me can you scooch over a little bit i'm running late <laughs> <laughs> she's like my inconvenience is now your inconvenience <laughs> i am the inconvenience i am the problem sorry to everybody waiting in line i'm just gonna scooch on in here thank you <laughs> so anyways that's how my week went <laughs> just take it from a minute oh pardon me <laughs> oh pardon me oh did your suitcase fall off the tray i'm sorry about that <laughs> i'm just gonna take your place while we head out while you uh fetch that there thing <laughs> have a good one you say it with a smile <laughs> yeah that was so confused they're like is she being an asshole but she's smiling at me. But she's hmm. smiling and her voice is real high pitched and sweet. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of psychotic behavior. <laughs> that's actually that entire that's the perfect segue into the book that I started. I haven't finished it yet, and I don't think I will finish it. Um DNF. Satan's affair. DNF. This feels this feels very strongly like DNF. Um, it is a haunting Adeline spinoff of my least favorite character, which I did not realize until I started reading it. And then I thought, oh, it'll be interesting. And then I was wrong. Um, it's Sybil. Sybil? Do we Sybil? Sybil. She goes by Sibby. <laughs> I think Sybil is based on the spelling. Yeah. S-I-B-E-L. And then she goes by Sibby. Um, so she got her own book uh which is it could be very interesting because she suffers from extreme mental illness from growing up in a cult and being abused extensively um but she thinks that she has four henchmen that are running around doing her bidding for her uh but if you've read haunting adeline you know that she does not have henchmen they're all made up in her head and yeah it's very bizarre because she has, like, aggressive group sex with them. But there's nobody there. Just her. Self. Writhing on the floor. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Or then, like, she's, like, hunting people down and killing them. And she's like, ah, yes, my henchman stopped him. That's why he couldn't get out the open door. You're just like, what? They don't exist. Yeah. But the interesting part is that she hunts people down and kills them based on the way they smell. <laughs> so she thinks she can smell demons. <laughs> so she's like, somebody will bump into her and she'll be like, God, I want to kill that person. Lucky for them, they smell like roses. So, yeah. I don't know if I'll finish that one. Interesting concept, though. But I don't think it's going to get the four hours that, the, that Kindle thinks it's going to take me to read it. Um, the next one was super fun. Drive Me Wild, a fun little romance book. This girl crashes her car in a small town. And of course, it just happens to be in front of the town's only mechanic who's drop-dead gorgeous with a six-pack. Um, every time. All those mechanics <laughs> have six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the really funny part is she's in a debutante dress, which looks a lot like a wedding dress. 
and she was hauling ass in her little old car because she was following signs for best pie in the county or city or whatever. I was like, all right, well, that's a girl. It makes me think of Arbuckle's fried pies. If you've ever been to Oklahoma, Arbuckle's fried pies. Yep. Fried? Fried pies. Yeah. So it's, it's like, um, it's like a, do you know what a pasty is? Not for the nips. <laughs> pasty? pasty well, that's, you read my mind. Yeah. No so idea. it's from the upper peninsula. It's a miner's food. So it's like this dough and then you have like potatoes, meat, uh, and it's a pasty, pasty, depending on how you <laughs> say it. Um, and they're just like baked and the miners would eat them for lunch because that was all contained within this bread. And it's almost kind of like, a. in a way it's kind of like, like, uh, what are the pizza? Uh, oh, a calzone. Like a calzone kind of not the dough is different though. It's way more pie like. And then, mm -hmm. so Arbuckle's fried pies when I was down in Oklahoma and I have a really good friend there who lives in Oklahoma and he's the one who's like, on your way out, stop and stop and get them. So we did bless Jacob's recommendation. My friend's name is Jacob, not my Jacob, my friend, Jake, <laughs> we call him Ezekiel. I'm going to call him Ezekiel. So, um, so he recommended it and it's just like, a, all the different types of pie fillings under the sun that you can think of. And then they take, and it's very similar and they fry it and you can get them warm or cold and they're depending on like what the filling is so good so arbuckle's fried pies so i've i've known oh, amazing what i'm trying to say here is that i relate to that main <laughs> character because we went out of our way to find arbuckle's fried pies oh i love it yeah character after my own heart yep that's where that's where she stops being interesting though that's okay <laughs> not a big fan like we took this is a topic that i have on our notes for later but like female characters man one of what better written more yeah. interesting yeah you know bim bim bimboey bimboey bimbo is out is yeah not good right it's overplayed yeah i agree but oh well i guess i'll just have to write my um the other one i read was rogue it's about men in the military um it's a fighter pilot and like some guy that works on deck on the landing oh like on on a freight on a ship yeah okay yeah so we're out to sea gotcha okay so um, they're in the navy then yes gotcha um little stereotypes uh but anyways the plot was really good and the sexy time kind of got in the way of the plot between those two guys like an enemies to lover thing when mm -hmm. it's like a murder mystery and you're like all right man somebody's trying to kill you and they're like let's sneak away to the gym it's under construction nobody will be there but somebody's trying to kill you man <laughs> yeah and I, that's I'm like that too. I love murder mysteries so much. So like when, when the plot gets in the way, or not not the plot. When the plot gets ignored, <laughs> words are hard. When when anything gets in the way of the plot, it's got to be 
adjacent or parallel in a way that does not encroach upon the time of finding out what what is actually going on in the background. Like I can't handle yeah. that. I get so upset. And that's why I like a lot of um hers are all slow burn and they're they're not they're more young adults, so there isn't like the ability for sexy time, but I imagine that um like a lot of the CJ Archer mystery that she does, she does a really good job of tying in the romance with without getting too chaotic across like the plot line of each book. I would love and to see those characters actually have sexy time though in the, her books because she's also I, does a good job of writing that stuff in her other adult books. You know, it, the CJ Archer one, especially the Glass and Steel series, I love that it keeps like the mentality, the lack of sexy time keeps the mentality of women of that time, right? Oh yeah, that's true. That's I so feel like, true. You know, it's aggravating. How slow of a burn it is. Oh my god. But... It, it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for India, it, I think it... It works out. Makes sense. Yeah, it well works written. out. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then there's those two guys that are enemies, and what brings them together is a beautiful female investigator. Mm. They all get together. Sure. Uh... Then I started um, Ben of Diapers. Um, ben, Den, Den, Den of Den of Di Den of <laughs> Den of Vipers. I hate I, that name. <laughs> I read this book. This was the first book I actually finished in 2023. Oh, you've read this one? Yep. What'd you think? <sighs> so, do you want a bit of a spoiler? Like, I'm not, it's not going to be too crazy, but I, it was an okay book. Um, I really like the female main character because she was Are you like, going to wait for me to answer the spoiler or just plow right into it? I, I'm not at the spoiler yet. I'll, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anyways, it's only fair because I always just drop the spoiler right in your lap. Yeah. Um, like, like a barbarian. So go ahead. Uh, so the <laughs> female away. main character is really awesome. She's like a punk rock badass and she can hold her own and like just she's cool. But the thing that I oh, had yeah, a, she's fantastic. Yeah, the, the thing I had a problem with about this book, and this is the this is the spoiler. The issue comes to a conclusion. And the book proceeds to go on for like another hour to two hours of just like sex. And I'm like, this is completely unnecessary. And I think the <laughs> author, I think they were trying to set up for like another book. Like, but it was really poorly executed. I think it could have been like the epilogue or something like <laughs> in the epilogue or like the I don't, I have no idea because I haven't written a book. I don't, I am, I don't know how to articulate a story myself, but like it was, uh, it was too much. It was too much. It's a lot. I'm really bummed. I love the female character. I love, uh, this is one of the very few books that I'm like, I like her more than most of the guys. Like, yeah. You know, she's a fantastic character. A lot of depth of character, a lot of personality, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I will. And she just deserves 
such a better story. Yeah. To be in. I will say the backstories, because it's a reverse harem, so it's four guys and the one girl. The backstory on all the characters is really good and quite interesting. So, like, you slowly learn about all the characters in their background. But I agree, like, the, the plot issues were pretty weak. And uh. very... Um, uh, I think they were just structured really weak. I love that. Did you hear that? <laughs> that was Kristen's dog. He's <laughs> just going ballistic. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a little weak in some areas and too focused on uh, the sexual interaction. This might be a rather controversial take on it. Um, but the plot feels really silly mm-hmm. for like a serious mafia thing. Like the whole premise of how she came to be quote unquote owned by these men, it feels it's very uh Akatar-ish of that first book where the plot doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And like you're like, this is the weakest idea to get the plot moving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, in the end, right? She wrote more books and the plot got way better and everything kind of like kind of fit into place. But in this one, like you said, I don't know if there is a second one or plans to be a second one. But my God, what got this book off the ground makes no sense in any capacity. But anyways, that's where I'm at. What'd you read this week? I so I listened to two audiobooks this week because I had I like I almost 10 hour drive one way 10 hours each way ten, almost 10 hours each way yeah so the first book that i listened to is the tobacco wise by adelaide myers and Ooh, i saw you did a review for that. yeah i it's on our instagram i actually did a, if you read the where the crawdad sings then you should try this book so not quite a review. I haven't posted my review yet, but I plan to because I actually liked this book better than I liked Where the Crawdads Sing. Can you do me a favor and say the uh, the author's name again? Adelaide Myers? Adele Myers? Adele. Adele. <laughs> Adele Myers. We were just talking about... I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Adele Myers thank you I'm sure I've butchered plenty of names but this is the first one that I was like I know that name (laughs) so it's it's funny because I thought this book was better than where the crawdads sing but I gave them I think the bolt the same stars because I'm trying to remember what I gave them out of where the crawdads sing last week on our last episode I think I gave it a 3.75. I can't remember, but that's also the rating I gave to the Tobacco Wives. I still highly recommend it. I know that kind of seems like a low rating. Um, It just wasn't like anything to die over, really. But it was such a good story. It truly was. And the thing that made me really enjoy it was actually the author's note at the end. Like, I... I do love a good author's note. Yeah, I appreciated it the author's note and what she put into this book and I didn't know it until I was done. So I, I finished listening to it and then I listened to, so it has, so the story is about a young seamstress who goes, and this is in North Carolina back in the 1940s during like the, 
like North Carolina was the tobacco state, basically. And so the author actually had family members and grandparents who are still alive that, like, thank you. Um, so I was like, what, um, like, what drove her to write this was actual, like, history of, um, her family. So they all, like, remember this time and working in the tobacco fields and the tobacco factories and, like, so there's actual, like, historical information in, in this book. And the timelines are a little skewed, but she, like, talks about how she interviewed her family and it, you know, she first got the idea for this book, like, 20 years ago and after she finally, like, did all of her things, became a mom, she sat down to write it. And it's just really, really interesting because there's actual, like, things in the book that are true. But for the most part, it's just a storyline that she made up or took liberties with timelines and whatnot. And it's, it's done really well. And the young woman who is, you know, the voice of the story is stuck in a really hard spot. And she she tries to do the right thing. And in the long run, she does all of the greatest things for people, like, for the community. So, really interesting. Um, the next book that I listened to is, it's called Booked, um, B-O-O-K-E-D. I'll spell it out because my uh, Midwestern accent. Um <laughs> by Jen McKinley, also on audiobook through Hoopla. I also gave this a 3.75 out of five stars. What it is is actually three romance novellas in one book. So there's three stories, three different romances in this one book, and all of the women who are the main female characters are um, they work at the literary library in New York City. So, like, one is the director, one's a curator, and one is the registrar. Um, so, it follows their path. And they're, like, all older, mature women, um, probably in their, like, 30s. The one is in her 40s. And my favorite story is the last novella. And it's, I think, It Happened One Christmas Eve is what it's called. And it's about the director of the museum. And that one ends up being Ooh. my favorite. So, um, yeah. And then the next one that I read was one that was recommended to me by Paige. And those of you who might be new here, Paige is my best friend. Um for like over a decade. <laughs> so she knows me very, very well. And she kept harping on me like when we would go out and like see books, she's like, you need to, you need to read this book. You need to read. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I, I'll get there. I'll get there. My TBR list. And then I kind of got into a reading funk, which I think I figured out my problem is mm -hmm. I'm a little, my Kindle, cause I've been just like consuming all of the things on my Kindle. I started, I picked up physical books and I started reading again and enjoying it again, like with physical books. So I think I'm just like my e-reader is being neglected right now because I'm so interested in 
these other books that I physically have in my hands that are tangible. Um, but the book that I read was The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Ooh, that sounds cute. This is a five out of five for me. I, Paige knows me so well. I am so obsessed with this story and it is super cute. It's fake dating trope. It's grumpy sunshine trope. It's, it's, it's so good. And the writing in it is amazing. So it's about a woman who's in academia for STEM. She's a scientist, right? And the, one of the best things that I love about this is that uh, Allie Hazelwood, she herself is a woman in STEM. She has a PhD in neuroscience. And um, she's lived, she's originally from Italy. She's lived in Japan and Germany. And then she came and got her PhD here in America. Um, and she's just brilliant brilliant writing and it's a science nerd's delight and um i like i love the sciences i'm an engineer so i'm not that deep into it and i'm not an academia at all i'm in an industry and like holy crap it's so good such clever writing how she ties like science together with this cute little romance and like how they use science to like communicate to each other that they like each other oh my god it's so good <laughs> and I am obsessed with the the male main character. His name is Adam Carlson because he's just like the perfect amount of grumpy smart guy. And I uh, she has another book. It's the um uh, I can't remember what it is, but that one is one that I'm also interested. In. She it's another ro STEM romance book, so. I'm interested to see, to read that one and see if it's like too close to the first storyline or if she, like she throws in some new stuff. So pretty excited about that. Um, but those are the books that I read and I started another book and it's a novella and I'm going to talk about it in a second. So, and I'm almost, I am almost done with it, but um, I want to talk about that in just a second. Um, so let me go ahead. I just need to take a note really quick. So fun yesterday, Saturday, April 29th was Indie Bookstore Day. Oh, oh yeah. You made a post about it. Yeah, I did. And, um, I encourage people that, you know, my post was encouraging people that if this day snuck up on them and they didn't realize it and they couldn't, they had plans and they couldn't get out to support an indie bookstore, something you could do to support your local indie bookstore is actually download and use the Libro FM app. So the Libro FM app is designed to essentially exist in the same world as Audible. It is... The same concept, it's $14.99 per month. You get one credit every month for an audiobook, uh, except that you can actually choose your local indie bookstore and tie it to your account. So anytime you purchase an audiobook or you're utilizing the app, proceeds go to that local indie bookstore. Oh, 
Yeah. Does it have to be an audiobook? Can it be a regular book? I think it's just an audiobook app. Yeah, I just started uh, utilizing it when I learned about it this week. And I was in Iowa this week, in Ames, Iowa. And I learned about it from Katie at Dog-Eared Books. So if you're ever in Ames, Iowa, you have to go to Dog-Eared Books. It is a beautiful indie bookstore. It's owned, it's called by two women. They also have a podcast. It's called Bubbles and Books, where they talk champagne books and uh, current events and their community and what's going on in the world. Not too dissimilar to what we do here. Um, I walked in i was actually on the phone with kristen and i was actually going to go to a coffee shop and i was like holy shit kristen i see a bookstore i'm going in because you have to right so i walked in and i was immediately overwhelmed and distracted and said kristen i can no longer hold a conversation with you because i am in heaven so i'm going to hang up um so you will see a post for a um like an overview of the store, uh, hopefully sometime this week, uh, because I want to share it with the world. I want to share this. And if you're ever driving through Ames, Iowa, which is where the Iowa State University campus is, um, you have to go check it out. They're super LGBTQT friendly. They've got, they sell like bottled alcohols. They have a couple cute little tables. They have coffee, so you can buy a book. They have a loft. You can go up, and you it's very cozy, mid-century modern with, like, 70s color vibes. You can sit up there, and you can drink and read. I love 70s color vibes. <laughs> yep. So just <laughs> super amazing, super beautiful. And I actually um, went there two days in a row. So the first day I went, and then I ended up going back <laughs> the next day. And I had spoken to two of the workers, Katie, and I, unfortunately, I didn't catch the gentleman's name. I only caught Katie's name because I went back the next day. Um, but I, I bought four books. So. Don't keep us in suspense. Tell us what you got. Are you going to make a, or no, are you going to do like a reel? No. Are you share it now? I'm going to share it now. Bobby, the suspense is killing me. I know. So I'll start with <laughs> Even the Even though book. I'm not letting you talk. <laughs> I'll start with a book that I started reading. Um, It's that novella. And this was recommended to me by Katie. So I asked her, I was like, what's a super underrated book? Because we have have an underrated book series um, that we talk about. And she recommended me this novella. It's called um, Get Thee Off My Lawn. It is a Regency era rom-com. Hold it up again. What is it? Get Thee Off My Lawn by (laughs) Dara Vernon. And so it's about this girl who, like, back in this era, like, swans were, like, status symbol. And you could only have a, they have swan marks. You could only have a swan mark if you were, like, knighted and, like, the king gave you permission to have said bird. Um... So it's this woman and she's got two swans and she's trying to get them to mate because swans mate for life. And her swan, her male swan ends up going to the neighbor's pond. So she goes over to retrieve, his name is Gerald the swan, goes to retrieve him and she ends up 
falling in the mucky pond. And this gentleman who is the son of the landowner comes out and he's like, you're in my pond. And she's like, yes, I am. And he's like, you're filthy. She's like, yes, I am. He goes, I have a bath. (laughs) Do you need a bath? Do you need help with your bath? Scandalous. Yeah, super (laughs) scandalous. Bit steamy. Um, And then there is an issue that is presented and now he's fighting for her attention and the swans play this theme. Um, Like I said, I am like almost done. I'm like a few chapters away from being done. And um, so far, really funny, really fun read. Highly recommend. And I'm so grateful for Katie for this recommendation because it is very fun and enjoyable quick read um the next one was the one that the gentleman uh recommended when i asked for an underrated book and he's he said that he's not so sure that it's an underrated book but if you're um if you're not used to reading uh oh god my my brain just faulted on me excuse me so if you're not used to like brain help i need you you have come back to me i gave you caffeine (laughs) so if you're if you read a lot of just like stories he's like you're you might not read as much um stuff like this so he recommended talking to strangers by malcolm gladwell he's like i'm not sure it's underrated but if you're constantly reading like fantasy and stuff like that you might not know about this book and um, you should give it a go. So this book, I have not started. Like I said, it says it's talking to strangers, what we should know about people we don't know. And he has like four different books or five different books that are pretty popular and how to like do different things. And they're pretty sciencey. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this because my job is literally talking to strangers all of the time so my day job is talking to strangers my hobby job which is this podcast is going in networking talking to strangers trying to you know get to the next place um tell more people spread the word you know kind of thing so as we said in the beginning um if you want to spread the word about us go ahead and share share leave nope, a review not a choice not a choice you have to yeah you, you have, have to, to share so those are the books that i bought the first day that i was there um based on their recommendations and um i like i said i'm enjoying the one and i'm really looking forward to the talking to strangers because i think it could be very beneficial to just just understanding people better and i think that is really important that we take a step back and we try to understand ourselves but also understand where other people might be coming from and have empathy and grace around that so the next book, um, actually, I'll start with this one. This next book is another recommendation from Katie because I was telling her that I was just about finished with The Love Hypothesis and I was really enjoying it. And she's like, oh, if you like STEM, you really should check out The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren. And she said it is about a woman who works as in data science and she works for a company and what they do is they take your DNA and 
they in their database they match it with somebody in the system's DNA as a possible love match. So Yo, that is so creepy. <laughs> it's very creepy, but super interesting because it's like um she I think she ends up matching with like the CEO or president of the company. And so then they are like, well, you matched with him. We want, you know, you. So there's like a bit of a fake dating trope in here because she's not interested. And they're like, for promotional reasons, they're like, you have to, you have to do this. So as part of your job, you're going to like fake date the, the CEO or whatever to make sure the other scientists, I don't really know, but we're promoting this and so for our product, blah, blah, blah. So really interesting to see how that goes. And again, I'm just so interested in um, just more STEM books because they're, they're so close to my heart and, and whatnot. So the next one is not a recommendation. It is one I saw the binding of and then pulled out, saw the cover of, and then read the synopsis of, because they had a little, they have those cool little cards where somebody writes like their thoughts about the book or like gives a brief synopsis of someone who's read it and not, you're not just reading the back of it. This one is My Sister, the Serial Killer. And ben. I'm really sorry. I cannot pronounce your name, ma'am, author. She's beautiful. Look at her. She's beautiful. It's backwards to the rest of us so we can't either yeah so nobody like yeah so it's it's none of it's none of it's great guys so that's my own fault um but she has a beautiful name i just have no idea how to pronounce it um basically it's about a, a pair of sisters one i'm assuming is a serial killer um the other one cleans up her messes for her um but her sister has always had a crush on this one guy and other sister who cleans up messes falls for said guy. So now she's stuck between guy and sister and what to do because they like the same guy. And I, that was the synopsis. So I'm really interested because it's been, it's been a while since I've read like a true like suspense thriller type book. And this one's a short one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing it and uh, just reading reading about uh, what the hell's going on. And the cover is just so cool. I love the the glasses with the little knife in in the reflection, and it's just a beautiful colored woman. And oh my gosh, I just, and the lime green, it just was so stunning to me. And I was like, this sounds cool. Um, so I totally bought that for the cover and the title. And then I'm really looking forward to reading it. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, Kristen? I was laughing at you. My dog got down to get a drink and he was drinking for, I swear to God, five minutes. Oh, <laughs> I just started seeing you crumble. It just kept going. You were just like crumbling, trying not to laugh out loud. And I was like, what is happening with her? She says, is she okay? Seizures aren't funny. Usually they just lay here. I don't know why he's being such a nuisance today. Because dogs. 
but it was so funny. Like, honestly, almost the entire time you were talking about that book, he was drinking water. And oh, so wow. That was all a I could long hear. Time. <laughs> and so I kept wanting to, like, unmute and say something. <laughs> and all you could hear is him in the background. <laughs> but for those of you who are watching, this this is the dog-eared book symbol. She has a beautiful, they have a beautiful dog that hangs out in the store, too. So, again, highly, highly recommend um, dog-eared books in Ames, Iowa. I also, yesterday, I went to a local uh, indie bookstore um, in, kind of local. It's a, it's a few minutes drive for me. It's in Montague, Michigan. Um, it's called The Book Nook and Java Shop. Holy crap. Thank you. It is so amazing. It's a bookstore. They have uh, food and coffee, and then they have a full bar. So, and then they play live music sometimes. Um, they do poetry readings. They do just a bunch of stuff there. Super amazing. I didn't end up buying a book because I bought all of those books. Um, but what I did do is I got coffee, got lunch with a friend, and then they happened to have uh candles from a company called anchored northwest which is from the pacific northwest area and where i used to live out in seattle i'm a big fan of their their candles and they had one called bookworm uh, so i ended up purchasing that candle and uh, it just smelled lovely it's very cozy it's it's definitely not a spring scent. It's more of that like musky amber sandalwood like warm cozy scent perfect for bookworm um and those candles are really great. So again, Anchored Northwest candles, they're really good scent throw. Uh, they have like the wide wood wick, so it kind of crackles. And I believe they're made with um, like soy wax, so it's like better than uh, like the cheaper candles that you can get. So if you're in Ames, Iowa, dog-eared books, if you're somewhere in West Michigan, check out Montague, Michigan, uh, the Book Nook and Java Shop. Man, that's exciting. Yeah, we got to start. Yeah, we, we talked about this, right? Going to more local bookstores and getting more, you know, off Amazon. Yeah. Unlimited or into, you know, supporting local local bookstores. Yep, exactly. Community, right? Local bookstores, local authors. Yep. Anything to get off Amazon. Although Kindle Unlimited is super freaking convenient when you're just like downloading a little bit. Yep, it is truly. Everything has its place, but make sure you, I think a proper balance of both is a good place to start, you know? Yeah. Books are a ho an, an expensive hobby, as we avid readers know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Time consuming too. You, you can't. Like, I don't know about you, but I just can't read any faster. I know. I'm reading slower these days, actually. <sighs> Sounding awfully old for my 28 years. I'm feeling pretty <laughs> old, too, y'all. I'm feeling rough in the bones. Yeah. All right. So last week we did a cute little Q&A, which, or a little Q. Well, then I guess you had to answer. But yeah, it was a Q&A. Um... <laughs> so i thought that was fun to just do some quick questions so this is something i've been sitting on all week that i just can't uh 
you know, a little brain teaser. We talk a lot about the male characters in all the books that we read, right? And how much we adore them and we fall in love with them and blah, blah, blah. Um, what are some of your favorite female characters? Because they're not always well written. They're kind of just um, base fillers, I guess, sometimes. Are there bimbos or... Yeah, so I have two that come to mind. The first one is Bryce uh, Quaylen from Crescent City series. Hands down, oh. my favorite female character right now. Easy, 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 easy. She is, I think, one of the first characters that... Um, uh, uh, Sarah J. Moss has written that I really identify with, and a lot of it has to do with the way she is described. She's a female character in the SJM world who is, like, she has more of the Greek goddess body type, so you think of, like, thicker, a little bit softer, average height... Um, she dolls herself up and she, but she also like flaunts, she's not shy that her body isn't this petite, thin little thing or willowy or whatever they're described as. She's, she's strong, she's beautiful, she's thick, um, and then she's a complete fucking badass. She's like, can shoot guns, she's runs, she holds her own, she's got a feisty attitude, she's a fellow redhead. Um <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So if I like if they ever get to a point where there's something live action Crescent City, I would fall over myself to find out how to get cast as Bryce because I love her that much. And like I just identify with her a lot. Um, and she, and the thing that I think I identify with is that she has so much love and so much kindness in her. So like in, it's not too big of a spoiler in the Crescent City series, like humans are kind of seen as like less than, and she's half human. Um, and she does everything in her power to sacrifice herself and put herself in the way of harm to protect the humans in in the city and i she's just noble and she loves every all of her friends around her so deeply it does cause her to make some speculative choices because sometimes when you love people you're put in those positions but i just think she's very well written um and very uh realistic i think also for the age group that uh sarah is um writing to these days right because like sarah sjm she started writing the throne of glass series when she was 16 so that character very much has like a 16 year old body in my mind and then she was older and she was writing akatar so i think she's at like a stage before having kids where you know favor's body comes in and now sjm has kids and a life and then he now we have bryce so i kind of think that there's some imagery going on in the progression of women as a whole and the diversity of the women body and and, and stuff there too um and i just That's really great. appreciate it 
yeah, I just really appreciate it as someone who I didn't start reading her books until last year and I literally cannibalized all of them and now I'm a super I'm a what is that an a uh, massive verse psycho <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> I'm part of the massive verse I'm a diehard um and so I'm just really appreciating Bryce and how she looks and where she's going and I'm really excited to see what she can do and how she can fix the shit that's happening and I'm really scared too uh SJM is gonna break my heart and I know it um in one way or another because I'm obsessed with Rune which is her cousin um and I'm also obsessed with Hunt which is um he's another male main character in that series that is just really interesting too um and then the other one that I really like right now would be Cleo Fox from the Cleopatra Fox series from um from uh, CJ Archer. Um, I really like Cleo because she is truly her own person and she goes out, gets what she wants and does what she wants. And she tries to stay in line as much as she can, but she also walks in that gray area for the timeline of the story. And I think it's wonderful. Nice. Uh, yeah, for me, there's pretty much like really only one, uh, and that is Lana Myers from the Mindfuck series. I just, I think the reason I love this series so much is because I just was like, I self-identify with this girl mm-hmm. so much, you know, and it's just, um, it's nice to have a female character that is physically strong, mentally smart. You know, just living the life that she wants to live, regardless of, well, literally anything going on around her, right? Yeah. Regardless of, well, the law. (laughs) She's just (laughs) out here (laughs) serial killing away, you know? Um, But she's ruthless. She's smart. Um, And at one point they describe her as, or she describes herself as always eating in a calorie surplus so that nobody can see her muscles, but they don't... um, guess at how much work she puts in and i was like yep that's how i'm gonna describe it from now on (laughs) (laughs) i love that because same cool calm collected you know um just somebody that you're like damn i i want to be that person yeah you know right um other than that there's not a lot of female characters that really stick out uh maybe Nesta later on at the end of Silver Flames. Yeah. But then once you hold her up to different other female characters, you're like, she was all, like she was good while you were reading the book, but not like when comparing not to like, not once I yeah, once I put it down and stepped away and I was like, nah, that, you know. It's just good writing, but it's the character itself didn't stick with me long after. Right. Not like Lana Myers, who I'm like, yep. That's uh that is now my alter ego. Yeah, Bryce is my favorite in the FJM world. So totally get it. I'm excited to get get there. If you want to see more content like this, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and click the bell to be notified every time we upload. It really helps us out. Yep. You can... All right, man. You wanna jump into your one star reviews? Yeah, so I'm gonna Or just bad reviews. 
Yeah, so this first one actually is a three-star review, <laughs> but I had some <laughs> thoughts when I was reading it. So this is a three-star review off of Amazon, and the book that I am going to be reading reviews about is called The Sin of Saints from uh, Lauren Leisure. She is close to releasing her next book. This was the best book that I read last year, hands down. Um, and there's some strong opinions about it that do not match mine. And so we're going to we're going to talk about some of those. So this is a solid paragraph for this three star review. And it and the title is brilliant, strong writing, gripping story, lots of violence. All those things are accurate. I agree with you. A uh, person who I didn't take note of your name. Um, <laughs> but the thing that comes out to me about this uh, series that was funny in her review. So the series title, so the book is called The Sin of Saints, but the series title is, um, oh, what the hell is it? I don't want to get it wrong. So let me look it up really quick, guys. So it is the Belevolence and Blood series. So in this series is the Saints of Belevolence and Blood. So you have, so she goes on to say in this, this I can't handle the battle scenes, or I can handle battle scenes and blood, but I kept hoping for more grace and hope to shine through even, a, even just a bit. Given the, the main deities in the books are saints, of which the definition, one who lives without inhibitions, i.e. one in whom grace lives most freely and on faltering. And mine is like, it's literally the benevolent saints and the blood saints. So obviously there's going to be bad. So I, I just... People don't understand that like books are here to like push your idea. Or like push push your theory of stuff and not be here for the dictionary definition of what things. Yeah, for right? sure. Like the idea of like hypocrisy and real world gray areas and like, what what could you ex like? It would be so boring if it was written about real saints. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Bible. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know if this Bible writes about saints. I don't know where you. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. If you want to learn about saints, go to church. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was funny because I was like, it's literally blood and or benevolence and blood saints. So there's both sides <laughs> there. So not some of them are going to be nefarious. She lets you know that it's on the cover of the book. Anyways, um, and it's a theme that is talked about in the book a lot. Um, the next one is a one star review from Amazon, and the title is Frustrating. <laughs> So it says that the book plot is nonsensical. I understand the author wants to have a series, but the way the heroine is portrayed and her actions do not make sense in the way her magic is supposed to work as well. My comment to this was almost, I recommend the Akatar, A Court of Thorns and Roses, SJM to people. And I say, the first thing I say is there's five books. It's an incomplete series. The first book is difficult to get through, but the first read through, you have to read the first book because everything in the second book is more appreciated if you read the first one. So my comments was on on this was people struggled on Akatar, but then they get to miss a fury and swoon. Can't wait for the second one. 
So, <laughs> so uh, there was a theme with a lot of these that they didn't like the structure of the writing and that they were just like, this is all poorly set up. But the first book is literally in a, a setup for the next book. Like this whole book and there's the whole time I was reading this book, like one word came to mind and it's despair. I, it was like, I felt <laughs> despair the entire time. And so like, and I thought it was good. I thought I was like, I was interested in where it was going. She doesn't understand her magic and nor do we. So we're like trying to learn together. Like this, the same fucking thing in Akatar in the first book of Akatar and people shit on that book. And so you're shitting on this book, but I, I bet you a lot of money that the next book is going to be freak fracking amazing um so it's hard man there a lot of these books you just got to get the plot rolling and then you have good ideas from there but man yeah kind of makes sense when you get the ball yeah and the um the second book is called the bones of Benevolence. So the first one was uh, the sin of saints, and the next one is going to be the bones of benevolence. And the and the cover reveal for this is in four days, and I'm very excited to see the cover. Ooh. And I can't wait because that if when she reveals the cover, she's probably gonna start um, saying her release date. She's she's had a baby, so um, she's it things you know her life got really busy. She took some maternity leave and stuff, so she hasn't released. Um, that and then my second comment is when she says magic she's like doesn't make sense in the magic either and, she, and i'm like she literally doesn't know she has magic <laughs> like so we're not going to understand either because she doesn't understand so i'm like what are you talking about willis like that's quite literally the point <laughs> she does not know so i am confused at what you're saying here but whatever I'm confused how you don't know when she doesn't know. And <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going to pop over to Goodreads. This is a two-star review, and I did not finish at 50%. First line. These are the best. I know. First line is, I think it's overly <laughs> grotesque and disparaging. And I said, despair is the single best word for this book, and I actually shed tears multiple times while reading it. It's wonderful. Like... Yeah, man, those those strong feelings, though, some people just aren't there for it, you know? They just can't get through it. Yeah, and so she goes on to say that she thinks that the issue with this book is that there aren't moments of triumph throughout or rising action, nothing to indicate that the heroine will be successful in her trials, um, and it just continues on, and it's really depressing. It also, and this was another theme that came up in some of these reviews, the book is written in past and present. So Petra is the main character. So you're reading present and then you jump to the past. You're reading present, you jump to the past. And so there is more present than there is past, but those pasts are pretty key to get along. And people were saying that they didn't like the structure of it and that there could have been less past and then just have those same themes that were written in the past chapters brought up in the present and explained in the present. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think that when it's, it was interesting, what was interesting for me and why it was <laughs> the theme of despair kept happening is because you, 
you really learn by those jumps to the back. They explain what's her in her present mindset, right? So you're like, why is she like this? And then they jump to the past and they explain. And so I think that's kind of nice um, as well. <laughs> I think it's really tough. I think it's really tough to do those jump. I am not really a fan of like those books that like you have to read the chapter heading because it's present day or 30 years ago. I get, I don't know, those books, you gotta, you gotta have some skill to pull that off. That's for sure. Yeah. Because it can get very confusing and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best way to write with those jump to the past for like an entire chapter, maybe a little bit in like italic where yeah. you just italicized and it's just like a quick peek back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of the jump backs. Yeah. The, now you're 30 years ago. Now you're present day. Now you're 35 years ago. Now you're present day. Yeah, I don't think the next book is going to be written quite like that. And if it is to the past, I mean, I'm hoping that it's like very far into the past type of thing. Like not necessarily Petra's life, but like the God, the saints that are involved in the story like that. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. But I do think that the plot and the storyline and where it's going is really good. Um and again, it's just a lot of despair. So I'm like really here for Petra and like she's going to fuck some shit up. I just know it. Um, <laughs> um, and she ends her review with, I don't know what book everyone else is reading because it can't possibly be, be the same one. And I was like, well, <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Uh, the next one is my last one that I had like cherry picked. It's on Goodreads. It's a two star and it's pretty long, but um, she's it's she didn't finish it, um, and she said maybe I'll revisit it at another time. She did not like Petra. She she says I find her incredibly stupid, rash, and annoying. Her survival instincts beyond stealing to feed her family, um, her extremely poor family are non-existent. Um, but I think she's cowed by her past and afraid. This is me. This is not the review. I think she's cowed by her past <laughs> and she's really afraid because she suffered a lot of fucking trauma. So I think that's the only thing she's willing to do to risk things because she could like get like the guillotine or whatever for like if she gets caught stealing. Like it's not a good thing. It's, so it's a what? Gu guillotine? The chop the head off? Is that what it's called? Guillotine? Guillotine. Guillotine. Thank you. Again, I'm from the Midwest. Anyways. <laughs> I know, but after I mispronounced Den of Vipers, yeah, that's right, like 17 times, it's just fun to pick on you now that I embarrass myself. That's good. I like it. <laughs> True mutual support. Um, Ad Adelaide? <laughs> Adele Myers. <laughs> um and oh, she please. this one talks a lot about how clunky the way the story was written like based on the past and present point of views um and she's like i thought this was this was where my my comment and why i cherry picked it she goes i thought this was more of a dark romance but there's basically none in this so far not even a real prospect so she didn't finish the book and my commentary to the i thought this was more of a dark romance and there's basically no love interest this far not even a real prospect um excuse me um fuck no <laughs> miles miles 
um, our horned rammed head mask captor guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a prospect. <laughs> You're joking because he's my prospect. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's, there is, romance in here but it's very light and you're it's very much going to become like a uh in the throne of glass series it's like dorian or kale type of thing uh there's very much that going on with a claymore and a miles in this story is miles his real name yes i think so do you think people in other countries name their kids kilometers? Dad joke one for Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how long it took for that to wipe across your face of like, oh god. <laughs> I was like, where is she going with this? I lied. I have one more review. Nowhere. That was the end. <laughs> The end of that mile. Um, <laughs> so I, I was mistaken. I have one more review, and it's a Goodreads one star. Um, Love Goodreads. That's where all of mine are. Yeah. So again, talking about the chaotic, clunky writing from the perspectives. Um, but it, the last sentence is, I also get setting up for a series but making the world so half-baked is really frustrating and just bad taste my comment on that is quite literally must not have read throne of glass by sjm because you want to talk about drawn out world building there you fucking go that's seven books long and you like learn something new in every book about the fucking world so you talk, <laughs> talk about drawn out world building you have definitely not read throne of glass so um yeah anyways um keep an eye out on our socials because i follow i follow lauren pretty closely because i'm very excited for this next book it's really probably my highest anticipated release this year besides the third book in the glass library series by cj archer well technically anything by cj archer but um, for indie author, for another indie author, I'm keeping my pulse on this one very closely, and um, you'll be seeing a lot from us about about her next book coming out hopefully soon. Nice, all very fun. Uh, so this week I thought I was gonna hurt my own feelings with these reviews. Because uh, I picked my two favorite books, the Mindfuck series and Haunting Adeline. Honestly, these reviews just had me rolling. I am so sorry. You might want to turn the volume down in your headphones because I'm going to be cackling as I read these. <laughs> these are, you know, these are these are not books that anybody was forced to read, but they are very popular, popular on uh, TikTok and Instagram. They're, I think that's where. I found Haunting Adeline, and then you recommended the Mindfuck series. Mm -hmm. And they're just super popular. <laughs> so this is a one-star review. Did not finish at 50%. So this is her quote from the book. You're so fucking creamy, he rasps. 
<laughs> well, that was just absolutely terrible. She's like, this shit is beyond annoying. And the, the smut talk is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Adeline, the female main character, was beyond annoying. She's so fucking dumb. I'm so tired of women, be women being written like this. I do agree. This girl was dumb as shit. <laughs> but again, it like moves the plot along. She's just like, this is like from the book where she's just like, ho hum, I have a stalker. He's outside my window again. <laughs> oh my God. Guess I'll walk around the house naked. <laughs> oh. Make it the review. Right? Like, it's just silly. It's got to move the plot along. But my God. I'm like, yeah, where's my pistol? I'm like, that, that'd be me. I'd be like, where's my pistol? <laughs> Bella, get over here. By my side. Let's go get this motherfucker. Like... And this girl's just like, oh, hum. He's back again. <laughs> Writing in her fucking journal. <laughs> uh, back to the review, though. She's like, like, I'm genuinely personally offended that I have to associate with her because never do I meet women who are like this in real life. And by that, I mean women that act like children, that don't have a single logical mature cell in their body. Oh, God. I do, ag I do agree. It's insulting, and we need to start writing female main characters with some respect. This girl is clueless, pathetic, and honestly just overall shallow. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, she gets the main character's name wrong, but I'll go ahead and correct it for her. It's Zaid. <laughs> she writes, ew, pukes. I feel like I'm missing out on some big prank. People like this guy? Question mark. He's so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, fucker thinks he's so tough. He's literally saying self affirmations about himself in his inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He spends time being like, he'll walk into a room and somebody will give him a nasty look and he'll be like, oh. If only they knew how strong I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, I pretty much agree with this review. I mean, I finished the book and I really enjoyed it. But this review is not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where's the quote? <laughs> this is one of the quotes. She's like, She's like, this is just the worst dirty talk you're ever going to read. And it's Zade saying, as much as I hate to say this to you, I'm no stranger to a woman's pussy and what it feels like when it weeps for me. What? No. No. Yeah. You told me I should read this, and I'm really thinking that I'm not going to at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These these ones really brought this all back. I'll burn, like crumbling back to reality. These are some uh, funny fucking reviews. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. This is some silly shit. Uh, this is... This is how... Okay. This is how one star review should be. One star. I'm just gonna pretend like I never read it. Please play along. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, girl. Uh, you didn't read it. <laughs> um... Did not finish at 69%. <laughs> I was just going to say, well done. Well done. This uh, this reviewer has a male picture. 
and this goes by Richard. Okay, so, Richard, what do you think? He said, I don't get it. Why are women swooning over this guy? He's a stalker and a, a rapist, like not to mention a murderer. And you're like, yep, you got him there. You got him there. Uh, and he's like, please tell me if a real man did these things, it would not be okay. <laughs> please tell me this is still a felony. <laughs> He's like, make sure the real world does not collapse. He's <laughs> like, please tell me this shit is not acceptable. And he's like, but this is, okay, so there's, hang on, let me get to the top really quick. There are 138,000 ratings for this book on Goodreads. Whoa. Yeah, 17,000 wow. re written reviews. Holy shit. Um, out of those... 3% are one-star reviews. I just want to reiterate. Holy crap. Most oh, people Yeah. Most people really enjoy these this book. <laughs> these one-star reviews are just like the same logical people that were like, "You guys, this is fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. It's that's why it's so funny is cuz you come like tumbling back to reality and you're like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that is a felony." <laughs> Oh, man. This is another... This is another great one-star review. Um, because, like... <laughs> one star. This was all hype. No substance. <laughs> and then it ends with... I wanted, I want to rip this book a new one, but I'm going to behave and I'm going to do the quote-unquote mature thing and move on. This book was not for me. At all. That's a great one-star review, man. Simple, yeah, to the point. Because it's about you. It's about the reader. Like, not everyone's gonna agree. Yeah, you know. Um, but to spare you all of the other one-star reviews on this one, they're all the same thing. Being like, this isn't dark romance. This is just dark felony rape, rape and stalking. Like, it's not. Wow. Which not totally wrong i guess it's mostly stockholm syndrome uh, by the end of sense. it yeah i mean he never kills this kills him hmm. but there is a fun little side to it and this this one is like okay so we started out with all this stalking and all of this stuff um but apparently there's ghosts in the house <laughs> and you're like She's like, all of a sudden, there's just like this little tiny side section, side story about like ghosts that are haunting this house, which is a far more interesting story than the <laughs> actual story. And I want to know more about those ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've man. done that in the book, been like, why is that a sidebar? Like, why can't that be the main topic? <laughs> I've done that before for sure. Right? So it's like it's like this little side topic where all of a sudden they're like, God, I hear those footsteps above me again. It's so annoying. <laughs> it is. It's just like this really weird thing about how some people don't like visiting the house because it feels haunted and you saw a ghost in it one time. And yeah. It's it's a side story and it could have been a lot more interesting. I'm <laughs> like probably more on that. par with the theme of the with the theme of the uh like ha the title, Haunting Adelaide, right? 
Like Yeah, it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's why it's con- in there to make this title make sense. <laughs> there's one one mention of it every five hundred pages. But there's a ghost and that's how it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Um, so all those reviews, um, although warranted, like I said, they're not wrong. None of these one stars are wrong. <laughs> this is, um, yeah, there's definitely some trigger warnings. So fun fact about this book. Remember when I ke- I keep going on all the time, anytime you'll listen, about how you can just write anything in the book and there's no like, there's no rating system like movies to protect people. of yep. like You can just write anything that you want. Um, Haunting Adeline was removed from Amazon. She had to go in and add trigger warnings and edit some stuff out before they'd put it back up. Oh, wow. Yeah, it it was actually removed for a while. And then it got put back up. Um, I can't remember if she had to edit stuff out or add trigger or descriptive trigger warnings. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, Speaking of content warnings... Over to the Mindfuck series. <laughs> Remember when I was like, Lana Myers is my favorite character I've ever read, and she's just, that's who I want to be in life? Yeah. One star review. First and foremost, Lana Myers is the worst main character I've ever read about. Oh, that's hilarious. And no, it's not because I find her morally reprehensible. It's because she makes absolutely no fucking split sense. <laughs> <laughs> she broke your heart. Or that reviewer right? broke your heart. She's constantly contradictory and talks in fa- fucking fake deep block paragraphs, which I would have excused except for the fact that half of her monologues make zero sense in conversation. What? I don't understand. Aren't that monologues all. aren't monologues internal? A monologue is singular. Yeah. How can mono. you have a monologue in a I... what? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like Lana is literally just talking to herself. What if the person got her internal dialogue confused with uh her conversation with other people? Perhaps. That's kind of what it sounds like <laughs> to me. Based on her word choice in her review, she's confused. <laughs> her monologue makes zero sense in conversation. Sometimes it feels like she's talking to herself. <laughs> she is talking to herself. <laughs> Oops. They were confused. <laughs> she's cautious yet arrogant. Aren't we all? Isn't that how you survive this world? But I think okay. so. <laughs> Especially <laughs> as a female. Um, Match that mediocre white man energy, you know? Right? With caution. That she said, <laughs> with caution. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's going toe-to-toe with grown-ass men in, like, physical combat. And you don't want her to be cautious about it? Just, like... What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anytime um, there's an as a serial killer, that's how you avoid getting caught is caution and planning. Really <laughs> great female attributes. So, so <laughs> <laughs> really great female 
really great female attributes for for most of us who are out in the real world. Planning and caution. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, this I love that this one star review makes no sense. You made a supposedly quote unquote empowering character like Lana a fucking misogynist. Oh, that's very interesting. I wish I had more time to sit and think with that. That's I haven't read it, so I will think. Um, I will think on that when I get a chance to read it. The massage, the internalized female misogyny that Lana may or may not have. Yeah. Do you know how thick you have to be to make a character with as much sympathy for fellow victims as Lana, a fucking misogynist? I don't get that one at all. I. Honestly, wish I could reach out to Mo, who has uh, a glass doll as their, and just ask. Like, Where do people man. come up with these fucking pictures for their avatars? I truly, I understand not putting your face out there. I truly understand that. But like, why don't you do like a stack of fucking books? Why are we doing a glass doll? I didn't hear it. You're good. Oh, okay, cool. Um. I don't know. It's one of those porcelain dolls. Interesting. Super creepy. Maybe that's um, what they're going man. for. Mo, if you ever see this, hit me up, girl. I want to talk more about this. I have so many questions. I have so many follow-up questions, man. <laughs> a misogynist. Leave a comment on the review. Fascinating. Can I really? I think. Ooh, there is a comment. Yeah. Ooh. What does the comment say? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, dark. It's dark. Uh, damn. Good thing the author's dead, so she couldn't read about that review. Oh, what? The author's dead? Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer, because I guess there will be no follow-up series. Great. Now I find out how she... I'm doing it. You keep reading. Okay. Thank you. St. Abby. Um, everybody thinks uh, Logan, the FBI agent, was really boring. Um, I guess you've never met a guy that works in a suit. They're all really boring. Anybody that's like sacrificed their entire life for the career, obviously very boring. <laughs> this series is the dish definition of what pad reading. Managed to read two out of the five, but life is too short to be punishing myself for reading something that is not enjoyable. Feels like it was written by a 16-year-old mimicking a Criminal Minds series. <laughs> That's so funny. I, too, thought it was very Criminal Minds-esque. Like, absolutely. It absolutely reads like a Criminal Minds episode. Did you find it? I did. I found some information. So this is a thread on Twitter by someone who read the Mindfuck series. Um, she's like, uh, for everyone who, like me before, is confused about this, her name was Christy Owens. She wrote under pen names C.M. Owens, S.T. Abbey, and Christy Cunning. She passed away in 2021, and from what I could gather, her family never made her cause of death public uswordpress.com oh my god uh, us best-selling author say how old Owens she was? has died 
So her last social media posts were apologies to her hardcore fans and regrettably informing them that she was taking a hiatus from writing to focus on personal matters. It soon came to light that she was suffering from medical issues and then Saturday, the 24th of July, 21, she passed away in a tragic accident. To say her fans were devastated, it is an understatement. Yeah. So she had multiple pen names, which is interesting. I know. I didn't know you could do that. STI. There's no rules when it comes to books. No, there's, there's no rules. None. Fascinating. Why would you do multiple pen names? So her she, Owens, C, under the pen name C.M. Owens, is best known for the paranormal romance trilogy Deadly Beauties and the Sterling Shore series. She has an impressive back catalog of over 20 novels. My god. Huh. Tra a tragic incident. Yeah, that's it. There's no, that's all anyone keeps saying is some type of accident or incident happened and she died, but no spe specifics. Crazy, crazy. Wow. That is a really dark comment to leave. I know. But I guess it is a dark rope. Maybe she appreciates it. Hey, man. Uh you guys can leave dark reviews on our shit. I just want the interaction. <laughs>, <laughs> Cue evil laughs. But uh, I know we always read like the really the one star reviews. Um, but this I started mine with a three star. Oh, that's right. You did. You did a great job. Thanks. But one, okay, that's the that's the whole like premise of this thing. But I, <laughs> I want to throw you off these books. I still love both these books, even though I read the one star reviews. Um, this one has twenty one thousand ratings, two thousand reviews, and the one star reviews are less than one percent. Oh wow, that's still really good. So even though they're brutal, there's not very many of them. Yeah, it has fifteen thousand. Five star ratings. Yeah, that's crazy. That's good. So, um, don't let these put you off. We're just laughing at them. Because <laughs> we're a good like. Uh, because we like humor. All right. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I I really appreciate the haunting Adeline one star reviews uh, to bring me back to real life and like, all right, no need to like be so hung up on a book. It wasn't that good. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean. Yep. So okay, last. Oh, go ahead. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these books made me so mad. Book talk and Bookstagram did me dirty with this recommendation. I went in thinking it was going to have morally gray characters, and I get why the main character did what she did, but I was really holding on for her to get in trouble. And this mm. is, I hundred percent agree with this one. I love the book. I love, I love the series, but she's right. The characters. Like, based on the premise of a serial killer and an FBI agent, you'd think it'd be a little bit more morally gray. Um, and that would definitely make it more interesting mm -hmm. to have that, like, where you're left questioning about your own moral high ground as you read through it. 
but there's no there's nothing to question and then the ending is like very american oh. now i'm gonna leave okay good to know so very american next week's episode is uh i rather be reading and we're going to talk about The Punisher because I'm a Marvel fan and Kristen was trying to find something that maybe I would maybe like. Um, so uh -oh. we're going to talk about The Punisher series next week. Um, yes, this is John Bernthal's The Punisher, the series, not those silly movies from the 80s. Correct, correct, correct. Good, good, good doing that. Um, so... Uh, we will see you for our next episode next week. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Get in Our Room. Doodles!